Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a wrecking ball to take me out of here! They're gonna need to send in the National Guard a SWAT team! Live from the Fast Sign Studio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. It's the show with Leo and Balky. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. By some divine miracle, we were paired up. He got that idiot at the copy shop to lie for it. Did you just call me a freak? Do you have anything else? How about a fresca? For God's sake, just give me the damn number! Lighten up, Francis. Call now at 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570 if you want to join the program. And I'll tell you something else. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this thing. Here they are. It's Leo and Balky. Hello, friends. Fox City, Score Squad, all of you. Good to be with you for the show with Leo and Balky. It is brought to you by Fast Signs of Appleton. See all of its products at FastSigns.com. Follow it on Facebook and Instagram by searching Fast Signs Appleton. Discover the power of highly customized visual solutions. With Fast Signs, anything is possible. The Cease Electronics Talk and Tech Studio line open now. 920-281-1570-866-653-1570. Email the show at the score's email inbox at the score.wi.com and click on email the studio. I got breaking news, Leo. Breaking news is brought to you by Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware. Here's Walt Walt. Walt. According to Jack Harris on X, Clayton Kershaw announced today that he underwent left shoulder surgery to repair the glenohumeral ligaments in his shoulder capsule. He is hopeful to return at some point in the summer of 2024. The free agent pitcher has not yet signed a contract with the Dodgers or any other team. That is your breaking news, brought to you by Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware. Remember, when your Toro snowblower, your Toro lawnmower, news, or your hopes that Clayton Kershaw would be pitching opening day for the Los Angeles Dodgers or any other team break, Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware fixes it. That's your breaking news. I'm Walt Walnut. Back to you, Mr. Kaifer Jr. Thank you, Walt. We have the dream team today, Alex Thomas, Eric Bulky Balkman, and myself. So we're going to have some hijinks, some fun. When I hear Capsule, I think of uh, Brandon Woodruff. And he's out for the year. Why is Clayton Kershaw's surgery going to get him back by summer? It's a good question, Leo. That's a great question. Must be a different type of injury. Maybe. I think you can hurt, you can hurt that part of your body multiple ways. Yes, you can. The torque they put on those arms and elbows. Uh, I'm surprised I, I, I can still dangle my arm. The way How many curveballs I used to throw. But not like a professional baseball player of any means, but I tried. Well, you can you can sling it. You throw it straight, That's you, and you totally redeemed yourself. I totally redeemed myself and didn't bounce it. That's right. Bulky two times did not bounce <laughs> high and outside, but uh, it, it was uh, it was across the plate in some capacity. It's all that matters. That's all that matters, and my it, friends. And it got caught. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Catcher caught it. Good thing he was an well, ath- athletic catcher. So would you rather bounce it <laughs> and at first pitch or it, go, or it sail over the catcher? I think you can make the argument bouncing it's better than completely sailing oh, I, it over. I, I totally disagree. You disagree? Okay. Sailing it over the catcher's head, at least you look like you have some <laughs> amount of mediocre strength. Whereas if you bounce it, you, you just don't know. So if you one hot bounce it, it's worse than throwing it a mile over someone's head? <laughs> well, okay. So there's certain there's certain degrees to like how high are we talking? A mile over the head like, would be great. Like in the state. Like like, oh the my stand. God, sign this guy up. He threw it a mile over the catcher's head. It's a good point. It's like Henry Rollingard yeah, from Rookie of the Year. Right. Just don't hit some unsus- unsuspecting <laughs> reporter in the background or something. 
How many times you see that on social media? <laughs> Some poor guy gets hit right in the numbers. Or a football comes into the crowd. Mason, Mason. <laughs> Mason, over here. Over here. I always sound like Edith Bunker when I do that. Archie, would you like a beer? Mason, over here. <laughs> so stupid. The good old days of Packers football. Oh, yeah, when Bulky and I were just a couple of uh, young bucks on the sidelines <laughs> watching playoff football. We yeah. could be years away from that. Maybe decades. <laughs> Guys, it's not going to ever be that bad again. <laughs> the, the Another thing I was thinking about today. You know, to get back into the play, there's a lot more teams making the playoffs now than when the Packers had their stretch of, you know, I think you had three division winners and one wild card. Good point. When the, when the Packers went 20 plus years with not making the playoffs, so it's a little easier to make the playoffs. But it's up to Brian Gutenkunst, Matt Lafleur, and Mark Murphy to get this thing turned around. So I don't know. I know we want to talk about all this crap today and more. So why don't we get out to the show menu? Whoops, wrong button. No, not Marcus Pav. Sorry, sorry, I jumped the gun there. My bad. That's a first. Here we go. This is a tasty burger. I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. But I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. Let's see what's on today's sports menu. The first hour show menu is brought to you by Tanner's Grill and Bar West. Conveniently located at 110 South Nicolay Road in Grand Chute. Get all the latest news on Tanner's on its Facebook page or at tannersgrillandbar.com. Last day, score squad. It's the last day. Your chance to win Leonard, Skinner, and ZZ Top tickets. Listen closely for one of those two bands to be playing on these airwaves. Is that still true? Eric Balky Balkman, since you're not actually here today, is that queued up? Alex? I don't believe it is, so we will give you the heads up when to call. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to just give me a heads up, whatever you need. Wouldn't that be something if the actual bumper was ZZ Top because we have... The bumper out? We, we, have, both, we have both bands as bumpers. Oh, yeah, that's true. How ironic would that be? What if that does happen during the show another time? The, the phones will be yeah, ringing. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so today, no music queuing you up. We'll just tell you. Sound good, folks? Yes. However you want to do it, Leo, I am a man of the people. If you missed the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football Show last night, you still have a chance to get your questions in. Fantasy Football Overtime coming your way. 12.65 today. Acme Packing Company, Green Bay Packers analyst, Justice Mosqueda. Score poll, Football Daily, Bucky's Bloomington Battle, and then we'll go off the beaten path with Marcus Paff. We'll talk various topics with Marcus, as we always do. Typically Badgers, Packers this time of year. Maybe Bucks. I don't know. I can't predict the future. <laughs> it's always good to talk to Marcus Path. Anyone know how the roads are doing out there right now? I hope they're good. Bulky, would you by any chance have any idea how those roads are? <laughs> uh, yes. Not at this um, very second, but yeah, I'm I'm loading up the map. I right have now. I have a feeling the roads are fine, but we're gonna we're gonna make sure everything is all squared away. But my gut's telling me it's nice out, nice-ish out, no snow, no rain. I think the roads are okay. Alex is right. Alex is 100 percent right. <laughs> no obstacles, no incidents in all major highways between Lac and Green Bay. That is your Hurley Clark Law Firm traffic update. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's get out for our first break today. Give us a call, though, 920-281-1570. When we come back, we'll take your fantasy football questions on Fantasy Football Overtime. Okay, just calm down. Hey, Score Squad, time is running out. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the blind volleyball excitement at Game Day Sports Bar. Gather your team or join solo for the epic sporting adventure like no other. Sign up today. Go to Game Day's facebook page for all the details that's uh, coming up actually saturday november 11th at noon 60 bucks a team and don't forget 
They have the Sunday ticket at Game Day Sports Bar. Not only great viewing, great food, but they'll put your game on. If your game's not on at another place or at home, go to Game Day. They'll have it on for you. 225 Stony Brook Road in Appleton. Football Daily. Hey, it's Pat's favorite segment. Yes, it is. We, we should have an intro for this. Pat, this one's going out to you, my friend. Hey, Pat, everyone. Woo-hoo. Pat, fantasy football overtime is now here. We have some questions already coming in. And let's – you ready, Balky? Professor Balky? Fire away. All right, let's fire away. Let's rock and roll. Kevin in Appleton. Oh, okay, I just got to fire this up quick, and then now we are ready to go. It was a pleasure babysitting Kevin! What does Kevin look like, actually? <laughs> All right, no need. You look like Babe Ruth's gay brother. <laughs> Gabe Ruth. There you go. All right, uh, Marquise Brown or Jaden Reed? He's got some buy issues this week, and he has to play one of those, too. I, I guess I'd lean towards Brown, but what do you guys think? There is... um. Uh, more than a few pundits out there that are suggesting that the best wide receiver on the Packers may not be a guy who even plays in two wide receiver sets with them, and that's Jaden Reed, who has actually put up some better numbers and, and uh, looked better doing it outside of uh, one bad non-catch that turned into an interception against Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> and and there's a chance that he could develop into the number one receiver for for the Packers. I don't know if that happens this year. But Jordan Love is certainly looking his way quite a bit. Um, that said, even in a decent matchup against the Rams defense this week at home, I think Marquise Brown is a little bit too good, too juicy to pass up here. So I'm going to play Marquise Brown. I understand that we don't know who is going to be starting against the Cleveland Browns yet, if it's going to be Clayton Toon, if it's going to be Kyler Murray. Jonathan Gannon told the uh, media, assembled media today, the head coach of the Cardinals, he told them, like, look, we don't even know yet, but we're probably going to make a decision on the plane ride. So I don't know if they're preparing both of them to start, but certainly if Kyler Murray starts, you would love to, to have Marquise Brown in your lineup. I think even with Clayton Toon, I think Marquise Brown is really interesting. Uh, I, I think it's him, and I think it's Trey McBride that Toon will be focused on. And with that point spread and, and the way these two teams match up, you'd like to think that Marquise Brown might have like some something like a 3-for-30 halftime line but he could very well end up with eight catches for 100-plus yards and maybe even a touchdown, given how that second half is going to end up. Can't really foresee that with Jaden Reed. So I'm going to go with the high upside play here, or at least the more of an upside play, and start Marquise Brown over Jaden Reed. Now let's talk about Kyler Murray for a second. If he ends up playing, is he a guy that you want to get in your lineup right away, or do you want to wait and see on Kyler Murray? Well, it's just like any of these things. Like um, It depends upon um, your other options. And maybe you're missing somebody on by this week and, and Murray represents a certain degree of upside that you want to get him in your lineup. And, and I understand that for what it's worth. I don't think he is going to play this week. So this will probably be a moot point, but you know, next week um, if, if Kyler Murray is ready to go and you know, he's been practicing with them for you know the last two or three weeks or, or what have you, you know, you, you look forward next week and he gets a home game against the Atlanta Falcons and, I'd be willing to start him that game, um, maybe as a fringe top 12 option, just to see what he has. The Cardinals aren't going to put him out there unless they believe that he is ready to go. Um, and I think that he, he might be borderline ready this week. I don't know if I necessarily want to focus on him and, and be counting on him as my starting quarterback this week. But, yeah, next year or next week against the Falcons, the week after against Houston, then he gets the Rams after that. Yeah, these are all good Kyler Murray matchups here. Agree. All right, did you take notes on that, Alex? I did. Good man, good man. All right, another question coming in from our, our good pal, Bacardi Mike. Come on, here we go. <laughs> Could you give me a nice drink? Captain and Cork. Then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. Could you give me a nice drink? <laughs> Bulky, I, I don't think you – Why were? oh, that was our draft that night. We were at Scuba's, and uh, it was uh, Marty K., Alex, myself, and Bacardi Mike sitting at the bar. Bacardi Mike just gets a, a fresh Bacardi and Diet Coke, full. And uh, I'm looking at Alex and Marty, and I'm like, you guys want to have one more? I'll grab one. And he's like – those guys are like, yeah, one more. What the heck? Could so, you give me another drink? So Bacardi Mike's like, oh, I just got one. And he slammed it so he could get another one. Could How you give el- me another drink? 
How El Grande like is that? That was awesome. <laughs> and then we had to carry him out of the bar. <laughs> I think we ended up. I was, I, I was talking with um, uh, our buddy Hefe last weekend. Okay, Alex. Yes. And um, <laughs> we, he was talking about these beer groups that that he's involved in these social media beer groups where people, you know, post stuff and there's trading that gets done and everything like that. And oftentimes videos will be posted. And I guess, um, there are, he was part of one beer group that one person, um, multiple people had been slamming these really expensive, hard to find <laughs> beers. And about half the group was taking big time offense to it. Like, that's offensive to the brewer. It's offensive to the brewery. It's such an insult to just to not appreciate, um, you know, all the complexities that that go into that beverage. Yeah. And other people were kind of like, "Ah, oh, who cares? You know, you just slam it or whatever. <laughs> so I guess no one cares. So I guess. Yeah, exactly. So that group like that he was in, it, there is a schism in it and it fractured into two, two oh, groups, gosh. half the group who didn't care about it. And then half the group who were really, really snooty about it. Um, I don't know if you know my buddy Will from college, Alex. He he was not a – I think he was RTF, but um, he did his RTF stuff before I started doing mine. And he and I were in uh, – we, we had a lot of journalism stuff together, worked at the advanced site together. But he um, started this Instagram account, and it might be his personal one. I, I could be wrong on it. But he posts these videos where he will go in-depth – in talking about the notes, oh the 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 ABV, the IBU, um, all all the different intricacies, a little bit of history on the beer and the brewery, and it's it's always these really really heavy imperial stouts and barley wines and and wheat wines and stuff like this, where he'll really go in depth on it, and um, then when he is done talking about the beer, he's like, okay, let's try it, <laughs> and then he'll 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 pour it. And he'll pour it into a glass and he talks about the lacing and he talks about the head and the pour and everything. And then he slams it like two <laughs> seconds. It's gone. And then he ends the I like video. that. And he does this all the time. And it's a little, you know, it's coming. And, and, uh, <laughs> and you know how it ends. And yet every time I laugh out loud, I, he doesn't do a ton of them anymore, but for a while, man, it was, it was really great. Okay. A little trip down memory lane. Yeah, that for, was good, Balky. Now back to Bacardi Mike's question. <laughs> He is uh, Deontay Foreman or Christian Watson. I guess Could you give me a nice drink? <laughs> yes, Mike, we will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of worried about Christian Watson, at least for 2023. I, I think he's young enough, and, um, you know, the offense around him hasn't been great. He's just one of the many guilty parties on why this Packers offense has been so terrible this season. Um, but that said, you know, you don't have to – um, shoehorn him into your lineup if you don't want to. You can you can put him on your bench. Now, Foreman is a guy that um, is playing on a team who just fired their running backs coach this week in the Chicago Bears. Um, Roshan Johnson um, made his way back, so he's he's on the roster. Uh, played a little bit last week, and Darrington Evans is kind of um, peeing in the cornflakes a little bit there <laughs> for Deontay Foreman owners. Is you're dealing with two other people, two other people in that backfield right now. They're on the road at New Orleans this week. Uh, Foreman, that's where Foreman will be. I, you know, full PPR, it's Watson. Half PPR, I still think I'm going to lean Watson here. Standard non PPR, I'm I'm getting rid of Watson and I'm putting Foreman in. It's just it's difficult to trust the workload for Foreman, but you know you do know that the Packers are going to make a concerted effort to get Christian Watson involved in the game plan. It's just a matter of, is he going to catch the ball? Is he going to take advantage of those opportunities? I'm willing to bet on that over Foreman. Keep this in mind, Bacardi Mike. This Sunday will be one year to the day that Christian Watson broke out against the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Could, could he do that again one year later and then go on to have eight touchdowns in the second half? That could be – Wouldn't uh, that be something, Mel? That Wouldn't that be something? Could be Bacardi Mike's future it and could fate. Be. It could be very, very well. Okay. Did you guys see um, whose birthday it was for the Green Bay Packers yesterday? I did not. I did not see that. I probably should have noticed that, but I did not notice. QB1, Jordan Love. Really? How'd that slip yeah. through? What? Yep. It was his birthday yesterday. And you know whose birthday it is today for the Green Bay Packers? Uh, David Bakhtiari. HC1, 
Matt Lafleur. Oh, back to back birthdays. Love's birthday was yesterday, and, and Lafleur's birthday is today. Well, get the coach of um, victory and get the quarterback of victory, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Would you please? Can, they both need can it. We pl- can we play the breaking news sounder? Okay. Uh, give me one second. I just got to flip back to the profile, and here we go. I got breaking news, Leo. Breaking news brought to you by Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware. Here's Bulky. Just a couple of minutes ago, ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeted out that Matthew Stafford has been listed as questionable for the Rams for week nine against Green Bay. Uh, Schefter added that the Rams are going to, quote, wait as long as they can before deciding whether he can play. This is a one o'clock. Or excuse me. I got to switch back in the central time. Mode. This is a noon game. Uh, tomorrow we'll know about 10 30 uh, whether Stafford's going to go but clearly the Rams don't want to play Brett Rippon but they may have to Terry in Ashwabanon has another question bag up bag up bag up Terry put it in reverse Terry put it in reverse oh lord lord Jesus oh lord oh Jesus what the what, what you doing Terry as we said yesterday, Terry is fine. Brand new wheelchair. He is good to go. So no worries on the Terry front. But this Terry, if Lockett is out, does he play Dell, Hollywood Brown, Madison, or McBride? Um. Okay, so lots to unpack here. Uh, plenty to unpack. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of options here. Um. I don't think you would play McBride. I don't think you would play Madison. Um, and let's, let's, yeah, I, I think I would play Tank Dell. In fact, you could make the case that, that Tank Dell, you might want to play him over Tyler Lockett anyway at Baltimore. What time are these games tomorrow? Cause this, this is going to be it's a, number one. I, I think everything I've read on Lockett, I, I think he is going to play this week, but certainly there, there's a chance that he does not. Um, Alex, I'm sorry, I talked over you. What time did you say the game was? Uh, let's see. So the Baltimore, which game? Which game are you looking for? Baltimore, looking... Baltimore, Seattle. Is that Baltimore? A, is that that a is game? a noon game. Yes, six. Okay. Uh, 12 o'clock. All right. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to start, if you want to start um, block it, uh, I, I, that's probably what you should be doing. If he's out, I would go with Tank Dell over the those other three guys. And there you have it. That's all of our questions that we have from the fine listeners. What about I got? I got a few of them for okay. you guys. Ooh. Okay, all right. Bounce it off of us. This is uh, weird. All right. So Deshaun Watson is playing this week. He's announced as the starter. Okay. Okay. You tell me which one of these quarterbacks uh, you would between these two quarterbacks, which one you would play? Okay. Now Deshaun Watson is at home against the Cardinals. Would you play him or Geno Smith at Baltimore? I'd still play Geno. I'd probably play Geno Smith because the last time we saw Deshaun Watson, he played for, what, half a quarter? And then he was apparently not ready. Um, that matchup is not good for Geno Smith, but we know he's going to play a full game, so I'm right there with Leo. I yeah, think I would play Geno Smith. Can't trust Watson. I just, yeah. No way. Unless you're playing right. in a quarterback premium league, like a super flex league, and you have to play Watson. Um, but other yeah. than that, can't do it. Like you said, the last time he played, he had minus points. Yeah. He was a liability yeah, well, on the At least field. get a zero out of for gosh sakes. I don't trust Watson. Deshaun Watson or Mac Jones at home against the Commanders? God. Well, Ben from Scuba said yeah, that's uh, true. Mac Jones is his, his bozo quarterback. So I think that's it, wild. I think you got to go with Ben on this one and then go with Mac Jones. I would. Desh- this is where I think I'd play Deshaun Watson, but. It's Deshaun Watson close. or Taylor Heineke at home against the Vikings. Oh, that, not even a question. Oh. It's Heineke. I am getting a six-pack of Heineke's and watching that game. Grab your, 100%. Grab your Heineke, Bulky. <laughs> Deshaun Watson or Jaron Hall at the Falcons. Oh. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> don't don't overthink it. Yeah, this you time might. you don't overthink Hopefully it. Hopefully he plays a half. He'll still <laughs> do better than Hall. All right, two more. Deshaun Watson <laughs> or Zach Wilson at home against the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Ooh, I go Zach Wilson. I would play Zach Wilson. And then last last one, Deshaun Watson or Aiden O'Connell at home against the Giants. What's the common theme of all these questions? (laughs) (laughs) It's that you're probably not playing Watson. Uh, But, but, you know, keep in mind there are injuries. There are bye weeks that we're dealing with this week as well. 
Yeah, I, I would. Um, I would probably play O'Connell as O'Connell as well because that offense. <laughs> I do think they're going to get humming humming against uh, uh, the New York okay. Giants. All right, that's fine. Now, now, um, Leo, you said you went with the other guy other than Watson for every single one of these, right? Except for Jaron Hall. Did except you for Jaron Hall? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Hall. Okay. What about Tyson Bajan at the Saints? Hmm. <laughs> What's he actually been doing? Like. 10 to 12 points a game. He had the His first game was really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, for really good for first game. His second game was not good. Yeah. So there wasn't any tape on him, and then they found tape on him and corrected all of his. Uh... And it first game on the road, too. Yeah, and maybe. I don't, I don't know how much credence there is to that, yeah. but maybe. Yeah. I all might, right. And then I might go Watson that, in that okay, scenario. Okay. So you're going to go Watson. So, and then I know you're going, which way you're going here. Assuming Stafford's out, you're playing Brett Rippon over Deshaun Watson because <laughs> uh, Rippon's against the Packers. Yes. Uh, that's a good point. Right, that's you, my figure. You know it, sister. So, if Brett Rippon plays, <laughs> Leo, Leo, we need to do the over-under game. Brett Rippon points fantasy football if he starts over-under 15 and a half. Under. The, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have to. 12 and a half. Well, he's now, old. bear in mind, the Rams are going to have a small army of running backs yes. that are probably going to rush for about 200 that's yards against point. the Packers so on Sunday. So, Daryl Henderson and Royce saying, Freeman. What you're saying is if Brett Rippon plays, then – Just the, don't the, turn the ball over. The stock of Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua goes down significantly against the Packers. Yeah. That's uh, hard yeah, I to think believe. So. That is hard to believe, but here we are. Welcome to well, you know, 2023. And, and think, think about this, too. And I was thinking about this last night. Um, you know – the, the Packers don't really play a style of defense that allows for big plays. And I think Puka Nakua, like, he's not really a guy that's, you know, running these four-yard outs or whatever and just collecting his points on, on receptions. Now, this is a guy that's making chunk gains yeah. down the field. Cooper Cup, I think, is, is a little bit like that, but not as much as Nakua. So, yeah, I mean, Cup is the type of guy that, and, and, you know, the other thing you got to keep in mind, too, is, is this. And maybe I didn't consider this when I was talking about Rippon. Carrington Valentine's probably going to be starting on the outside against either Cup or Nakua or maybe, you know, both of them, depending upon how Sean McVay wants to line up his receivers. Uh, Carrington Valentine, talented, but he's still a seventh-round rookie. Maybe they can expose him. I don't know. This, I think this is going to be fascinating. We need to talk to an expert about this. What about Nakua? I know he's uh, banged up with that. Uh, what does he have? A knee issue? Is is he is he good to go? I'm sure he'll he be is officially him. listed as questionable. Oh, okay. um, limited practice yesterday. Limited practice today. I would imagine another. Uh, excuse me. Limited practice Wednesday. Limited practice Thursday. I would imagine another limited one today. But he will be listed as questionable on the injury report. Would you play play it safe and just get Amari Cooper in right away, or would you just wait until game time and insert? Cooper if Nakua is out yeah I mean there's no there's no rush right um the 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 Packers don't and the Rams don't play until noon so you can just wait wait until 10 30 and if I think that the real question here is like what do you do if Nakua is active are are you still going to play him over Amari Cooper that that's the question here that is the question what would you do I am leaning towards Nakua uh, right now, but Deshaun Watson's back though. Deshaun I, loves Amari Cooper. Just remember that. That's yeah. that, you have to factor that in. I know Deshaun Watson's stock is not very high, but he does throw the ball to Cooper. Yeah, he does. It's true. Yeah, so maybe I do like Cooper better. Just uh, just chew on it and think about it. That's all. All right, fellas, that's a wrap right. for fantasy. I don't football. have to make that decision. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Sorry, I wonder if someone does. else does. Oh, you do, Leo, you do? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, sorry, man. I'll figure it out. Hey, when we come back, Acme Packing Company, Green Bay Packers analyst Justice Mosqueda, he'll stop by. We'll talk Green Bay Packer football on 1265 today. Today is brought to you by Instaprint Plus. Order today, pick it up tomorrow. For more information, go to instaprintplus.com. Oh, that Hannah, she's a keeper. Thanks, Hannah. And thank you, Instaprint Plus, for sponsoring 1265 today. We are going to be joined in just a moment by Green Bay Packers analyst Justice Mosqueda. 
Alex Thomas working diligently to get him on the phone lines right now. Doing everything I possibly can. Everything behind the scenes right now to get this man, Justice Muscade, on. Balky, have we uh, heard anything from Justice? Not yet, but that's okay. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that we should probably talk about with the with the score squad um, wanting to know what we think about the Packers and Rams. Anybody who listened to Zabin Butch in the morning, uh, this morning on the score, knows that Steve Zabin is pretty sure that we're going to see a, a good offensive performance and the Packers are going to get the win. I don't know if I'm willing to, to go that far, Was but that- I just... Did he take I a, have a feel- Did he take a gummy this morning by chance? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. He's predicting the Packers to win. Yeah, he's he's not giving up oh. on the season. Yeah, no, and 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 I think and you should I mean I know that I'm going to sound crazy and people are going to flip the station but I'm going to say this anyway. Like <laughs> you know it it cannot it is very very difficult for two things are going to be very difficult for for the Packers this year. Number one, it's going to be difficult for them to play worse offensively. It's just, it's, it's, it's sure just, it's that? very, very difficult for, for them to, to do worse than what they've been doing. And secondly, it's, it's going to be difficult to have this um, much talent, this amount of talent on the roster to continue to play as poorly as they have played. It's, it's just, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. You know, we've seen a lot of teams have lackluster showings uh, and struggling to put up points, struggling, struggling to win games. But I think a common theme on all those teams was they're just bad. Like they have the, the talent is bad. The, the collection of players is bad. And I'm not willing to say that that the Packers have a, a, a level of bad talent on this team. I, I, I refuse to believe that. Um, we've already seen flashes. Christian Watson was the toast of the NFL the second half of last season. Romeo Dobbs is a guy that 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 had plenty of, of of great games not only last year but he's had a couple of good games this year as well. Luke Musgrave has been showing out. We all know how talented uh, Aaron Jones is. Who, by the way, keep this in mind too. He said last week, if I wasn't fully ready to go with my hamstring last week, I will for sure be this this coming week, which is Rams week, which is Sunday's game. He's been wearing the red no contact jersey. Um, all week, but Matt Schneidman from the Athletic uh, said that Ben Sermons, who is the running backs coach for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers, said that Jones probably didn't really need that contact jersey. He probably could have seen contact this week. Packers playing it safe, so I expect a good game actually from Aaron Jones. Um, I don't know if it's more than a sixty forty split, but I, I do expect Aaron Jones to get the get more touches than A.J. Dillon this week. Um, I think that it's it's better that he gets more of the touches because if A.J. Dillon is going to be running the football, it's probably going to be between the tackles, and that's where some guy named Aaron Donald plays. So I think Aaron Jones is not only going to be more uh, the, the more utilized running back, I think that he is going to be um, the more successful running back as well. This could be, and I think probably should be, the bet, and I know this isn't saying a lot. This should be Aaron Jones' biggest game of the season since uh, Week One, when he uh, when he was fully healthy for the majority of the game, and then he pulled that hamstring. So I'm I'm very bullish on Aaron Jones. The more I thought about this, the, the more I think that he's going to have a very good game, and I think that opens up a lot of possibilities. You know, when 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 somebody is doing something right on this offense, it it gets everybody going. This is the perfect way to get your your offense getting your rears kicked into gear and going you're not going to be able to key in. i mean if you got to stop aaron jones then all of a sudden christian watson Jaden reed luke musgrave romeo Dobbs, things start to open up from them because the things start to open up for aj Dillon as well so i i do think and i said this yesterday that the the packers offense is going to put up points i think they're going to have a first half touchdown which i know isn't saying much but quite frankly for this year's packers team it is um so I, I feel very good about the offense. Now, defensively, I think you have to worry about Puka Nakua. I think you have to worry about Cooper Cup, obviously, uh, on the perimeter. Um, but when you have Brett Rippon throwing to him, who is very smart and can manage the game and is an intelligent enough quarterback to, to be able to find guys open, um, the Rams are going to be all right on offense against the Packers. I don't know if this is a game you want to be conservative. 
I don't know if, if you should be concerned about Brett Rippon bombing, you know, 40 yard passes over the top of Carrington Valentine and Jonathan Owens. Like, I don't know if you necessarily need to be concerned with that. So maybe you can get a little reckless. Maybe you can get a little bit more aggressive with your blitzes, pressuring the quarterback, bringing that safety up in the box too. Safety is another position too, that we really don't know what's going on with green Bay. Rudy Ford was added. I confirmed this, uh, Leo. I remember I said um, yesterday, is, is this calf injury new? And it was. It was a new calf injury. Great. And he did not practice uh, today. Rudy Ford did not practice. And another guy who didn't practice, who, who had been practicing all week, was Quay Walker. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with him. But, you know, I, I think that they're, you, on the surface, having Jonathan Owens and Anthony Johnson as your starting safeties out there, that, that should be red flags. I just don't know how much of a drop-off there is behind Savage and Ford to those two guys. Well, it's, man, it's tough. I mean, Quay Walker's got to be on the field, and Rudy Ford for that matter, because if you, if you lose, I mean, arguably they're the two of the best defenders, at least in, in uh, as far as being, what am I trying to say? Production-wise, production-wise, those two are, are two of the best so far this year. So they got to have them, and if they don't, I mean, it, it, hopefully the offense is scoring a lot of points because they're going to have to outscore them. I am not bullish on this defense whatsoever. Like, like, like you said, just start playing reckless. What, what do you have to lose? I mean, we all know you're not going to the Super Bowl. Your, your job, Joe Barry, your job's on the line. Let, let's go. Let's just have some – tell these guys to just unleash them. You know, and then, and then the the whole hangover with Rasul Douglas. How is that going to affect well, them too? Are you saying? I mean, I, 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 I just, I just sorry to interrupt. I, I, I will say that I think there is a time and a place for everything uh, in in when to be more aggressive on defense. Now, if they were playing, if they were in the same situation win loss wise, um, but they were playing somebody like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or, um, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson or yeah. Jalen Hurts then I think you do have to play it a little bit conservative because those guys can put up big plays and they can put them up pretty easily. Exactly. I don't think Brett Rippon is necessarily capable of that. You know, maybe they take the lid off one or two plays this game, but I, of all the possible outcomes for this game on Sunday, Brett Rippon throwing for 270, 280 yards and three touchdowns is not one that I see. Nor do I. So that that's this is the perfect time to right. you know, get, at, get after it, as the great chance Park says. And then, uh, you know, your comments about Aaron Jones, exactly right. The offensive line and Aaron Jones are, are, are the way to get this offense up and running. Let's take the pressure off Jordan Love and let arguably their best offensive player, you know, try to do something against that defense. But it's got to start up front. If there's nowhere to run, then they're just going to be, you know, throwing at will like they have been each and every week. The offensive line's got to get the job done. Let's hopefully the uh, – do we know for sure that uh, Yash Nyman is uh, starting at left tackle over Walker? That I don't. I do not I, I believe that, that has been that's confirmed. That's the assumption. I don't think that's been announced. We may not find that. Might not be something they announce either. I, I think that change has to be made. I mean, it's he's reg Walker's regressed, and a lot of the reports I'm reading is he's kind of swimming right now as far as. You know, you know how it is when when you're when you're thinking instead of reacting, and that's exactly what he's doing, and we see the results of it. Gentlemen, I do want to bring one thing up quick about. Brett I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking for the I'm looking for a Yash Nyman update. Right, now. I, okay. I do want to bring something up one one quick thing about Brett Rippon. He did start. Uh, it looks like in one game last year, he went 21 of 26 for 197 yards, one touchdown, one interception uh, in a 24 to 15 win over the Cardinals. So he has shown that he can play uh, somewhat effectively when given the opportunity to start for uh, for the Rams. So just keep that in mind. And that's probably going to be a game time call, too. So I don't know. I'm I, I think Matt Stafford's going to play if, if he can play. He's going to play. Because it's, it's kind of do or die for the L.A. Rams season, too. Well, they have a bye week next week. True. But you, you they've got to win. Are you going into this saying, ah, I think we can beat the Packers without Stafford. Then you have the bye week. He's got two weeks no. to get healthy. I don't know. I'm now, bear in mind this, too, in regards to Stafford. 
Stafford left the Cowboys game last week and then came back in. Um, and they, the Rams ran that weird play where it was where Stafford actually caught a touchdown. Um, I can't remember who threw it to him. It was Nakua or who, whoever. But Stafford caught it, and I think he might have hurt that thumb um, more on that play. And then he never came back into the game after that. So I don't. To me, this isn't. I think it's more significant um, than just like a, a normal thumb boo boo. I, I think this could have been a reaggravation uh, in the same game of, of that injury. Um, to your point, Alex, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if he's going to play. Truly a game time decision. And then you got to wonder. How effective is he going to be throwing the ball? Is Brett Rippon actually a better option for getting the ball to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua on time, on know. schedule, in the right spots? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, Matt LaFleur is speaking to the media right now up in Green Bay. Uh, two players will be listed as questionable for Sunday's game against Los Angeles. It'll be Rudy Ford and Quay Walker. Uh, the entire injury report will be clear other than those two. Interesting. I wonder what happened to Quay Walker. It had to be something that happened during the week um, yeah because he was a, don't he was a full practice yesterday and now uh and I, i'm not sure the 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 practice report is not out for today but my guess is he did not practice so when you have a guy that was a limited and does not practice on friday we, t- we talk about it all the time on the fantasy football show bulky when that happens those guys it seems like more times than not they don't play yikes so yeah yeah not, not ideal totally with you put it that way Big game though. No, a big game for both oh. teams. It's it's both teams are in the same spot. So go ahead, Leo. No, I, I totally agree with that. I, it's uh... the loser of this game is essentially like your season is over. Correct. I I mean, don't get me wrong. Even if the Packers win, well, what they're, did, still, what, what they're did, still three and five. And what did Zabe say? He doesn't give up until there's nine losses. Okay. Rizzo is uh, just texting on the Cease Electronics Talk and Text Studio line. My big Packers prediction for the weekend: the Packers will. Score more than three points in the first half. Well, that would be a start, Rizzo. How about a touchdown in, in the first drive of the game? That is sending How a message. How nice would that be? They did it in Chicago week one. Why not this week? Is it time just to start dinking and dunking again instead of throwing downfield as much as they are? That might be the, the rest. Just to get his confidence you know, back. Did, did you guys see my my – I don't think you did. I, I posted it on X. The vis, You know those vicious cycle – uh, things that you see on on uh, on X, mm-hmm. where it's the vicious cycle of whatever, and it just always repeats itself. And I posted one about the Packers, and it's basically goes Matt Laf- after a loss. Matt Lafleur says it starts with me. I got to take ownership <laughs> for this. And then the next one is the Packers don't do nothing in the first half um, on offense. And then after halftime, a couple of the breaks go the Packers' way. They start making a charge, and then the game inevitably ends when Jordan Love starts throwing YOLO passes down the field, and uh, and the game ends. And then it starts over again with Matt LaFleur saying, it starts with me. I got to take the blame for this one. <laughs> that That's, I mean, pretty much every loss this season outside of Detroit, that's what it's been like. Jordan Love, and, and th- this goes back to the whole you can't rate this guy properly because his supporting cast, both in front of him and on the perimeter, have been so underwhelming. Um, I, I almost think that he plays on schedule for three quarters, does what he's asked to do um, by his head coach, and then in the fourth quarter goes back to his Utah State days knowing that, look, my cast has been, my receivers, my tight end, my offensive line has been so terrible for three quarters. If we're going to win this game, I got to start making plays because nobody else is going to help me. And that's when he starts launching the ball all over the place and then, you know, ends up throwing a pick or ends up, you know, turning the ball over, whatever. I I almost think, like, that's what's happening with Jordan Love in the fourth quarter of these games. The last couple of weeks, I feel like they weren't bombing it all over the field all game. It came at the end when they they had to make some plays. And they they came up short in those games, obviously. But it's – to me, it's a matter of – I wonder if if Love – is actually a lot better than we think, but he puts himself to this me versus the world mentality. He puts himself into this me versus the world mentality because Luke Musgrave is letting first down catches bounce off his hands because Christian Watson is running lazy routes because Romeo Dobbs can't squeeze a football. I don't know. I, I think there's a non-zero chance that there is something to that. 
Yeah, I think he's playing. Why else would his Why else would his play change so drastically in the fourth quarter? Not the level of his play, but what he's trying to do. Well, yeah, say three of those receptions are made out of the six drops, and maybe, maybe that picks one of them. I mean, how does that change that game and and change his We're psyche? living in the Matrix now. Yep. Yeah, but that's what we do, man. That's Dangerous what we do. world to live right. in. And I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying we're living in the Matrix because we don't know. Um, if Luke Musgrave catches that third down pass, maybe that drive ends in the touchdown. You know, some of these drops like these drop killing, these drive killing drops, if if they are made, all of a sudden we're looking at a situation where, hey, maybe the Packers are putting up 20, 25 points a game instead of 10, instead of 13, whatever. So. It's everybody's got to play better. That includes Jordan Love. I'm not excusing him. No, not at all. This whole team. Who's been who's who's been good on this offense this season? Consistently, um, no one, not one person. Daniel Whalen. I, I would say, I would say Zach Tom. Okay, I'll give you that. And <laughs> young outside of that, Anders Carlson. He's on special teams. Well, just on the offense. He's just been on great, the though. That's your, <laughs> well, yeah, he's been great. Well, why are why is the coaching staff saying that Josh Myers is playing? He's grading out so well. He's having his best okay, season. Now, now here's I I love that's the a good question. This. Um. Matt Schneidman has been going on the warpath about this, ripping people for saying that Josh Myers hasn't been playing. He's like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, it's these people that go on to Twitter and they see one play uh, or two plays from Josh Myers looking bad and they automatically think this guy's a dog and he can't play center. When in reality, if you look at the whole tape and you are Matt LaFleur and you are Brian Gutekunst, who know what plays and blocking assignments were called, all of a sudden Josh Myers isn't playing that bad. There's one play where um, it was, uh, God, what was it? Something. It was a play that Josh Myers looked really bad on it. And um, and then if, if you keep watching the, the film after that play, um, you can see Zach Tom go to John Runyon and say, hey, that was your man. Like it wasn't Myers that screwed up on that play. So I think when you are talking about um, Josh Myers' level of play, um, you know, we we don't know what's called. We don't know what the offensive linemen are calling as far as protection at the point of attack when they get to the line of scrimmage. We don't know. Matt LaFleur knows. Brian Gutekunst knows. Jordan Love knows. The rest of the linemen know. And – and I think that it's unfair unless you are unless you are really sitting and grinding this this film and you're watching every single play. Um, I, I don't know if you're in a position to make that 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 comment. Um, you know, Schneidman said this too. You if you a lot of the offensive linemen in the NFL. Again, I'm paraphrasing. A lot of offensive linemen in the NFL. You can point out one play where they look absolutely silly uh, and, and they look terrible on that play. And that's the play that will get the clicks and the reposts and the quotes and the likes on Twitter. Right. Um, but the other, you know, 60 some plays where he does his job, you know, nobody sees that because nobody cares because that's what offensive linemen are supposed to do. So I think the reason Gutekunst and LaFleur say that Josh Myers level of play has been good is because it has been good. And we don't know everything else that's going on. And I don't think it's quite the leap to say that maybe John Runyon hasn't been all that great. Maybe, um, you know, Elton Jenkins screwed up a few plays this year. Maybe the left tackle spot uh, has not been good this year. Like, there, it is possible for these other offensive linemen to actually be screwing up and, and, and Josh Myers just looking bad on the play. Um, I'm not an offensive line guru. I'm not grinding the tape. But I'm just telling you what, what – um, I think Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst are seeing that we are not. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, are we uh, guessing uh, – am I guessing the spread and we're yeah. giving our yeah. predictions? Yeah. Why don't we do that the right now? The three and five Los Angeles Rams roll into the to Lambeau Field to take on the two and five Green Bay Packers. Um, the total on this game opened up at 38.5. It remains at 38.5. Leo, go ahead and guess that spread. All right, Balky, you told me yesterday the Packers are favored at home. I will say Packers by three. Leo was right. Leo was 100% <laughs> right. Leo was 100% right. About time. Thanks for the tip, Bulky. The, 
The Los Angeles Rams opened as a one and a half point favorite in this game at wow. Lambeau. Uh, the spread has totally flipped. It is now Green Bay by three. I think Matthew Stafford has a lot to do with that uh, point spread uh, shift. But uh, whether it ends up as a three-point win is us for to guess Wait, now. Uh, who so wants to go first on predictions? Leo hit it right on the head, correct? Yes, I did. Leo was, <laughs> yes. Leo was 100% right. And Bulky's giving me uh, a one a one point swing on these two. Ooh, that's Don't good. Don't you think it should be one, Alex? Sure. One's fine. Not a half point. Sure, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I feel like no, for, I, no, I, didn't I, I hold on, hold on. I feel like for football um, I feel like what, for what football. What did we say it yesterday? Didn't we say point. half point for football and a full point for basketball? I, I like that a lot more than Okay. I basketball. think that's fair. Because basketball right. is so it's so tough to predict. All Football's yeah. Okay. I, I'm okay with that. All right. That's the way we'll do it. First on predictions. Alex Thomas, kick it off. Field goal Palooza, 15 to 12. Packers get the win. Five field goals to four field goals. No team touches the end zone, but the Packers get a win. Until they show me differently, I'm still skeptical, and I think the Rams uh, run all day and all night to a 23-7 victory over the hapless Green Bay Packers. Mm. Bulky. Wow. That is big. 16-point loss. That's rock bottom. To Brett Rippon, by the way. Um. Okay, yeah, I, I think that we get the return of the offense this game. I think plays are made. I think the Packers take advantage of this. Hard to Again, I, I said this at the top of the segment. It is hard for me to believe that this offense, with all its talent, continues to play as bad as it has. So I think the offense has an, a mini explosion this week. A game that the Rams are actually in um, with Brett Rippon, uh, churning out a, a few touchdowns to keep it uh, keep themselves in the game. But I think it's a late big play touchdown to Romeo Dobbs that will end up sealing the Rams' fate. I got a huge, huge Packers win with a lot of scoring. Green Bay 32, Los Angeles 18. Wow. Okay, let's get up for our last break of Hour 1. We'll wrap things up for Hour 1 when we come back. Steve checking in on the Cecil Electronics Talk and Tech Studio line. Not only has no one been great, but nobody has played to their ability. Only A.J. Dillon may have played as good as he can, which isn't great, Bob. Thanks, Steve. That's a wrap for Hour 1. Don't go anywhere as Hour 2 is coming your way next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.